Live from the ranch where Rebecca herds the cats. It's the Geek Show. Hear ye, hear ye. Welcome one and all to the tournament of geekdom. (laughs) Today we we will be talking about many a ye old geek movie TV news. Um, Please enjoy your complimentary Cornish game hen and wet wipe. And uh, (laughs) let us begin the show. Onward, cats. Uh, that was the big fun intro I had planned, Tony. Um, I that was that was great. I approve of it. Um, no notes. Twelve out of stars. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, everybody. Um, Carrie Jackson lost at sea, but uh, oh my gosh, <laughs> today, the admiral's actually at sea. Today we have uh, Commander Robert Neal. Hello, Commander. Hello. We have Ensign Tony Eccles. I'm so sorry, Tony. Still an Ensign. I need to attend the, the Space Show show more. That's it. <laughs> and Commodore Lee jo- or Lurg Blorg Clave. Clavey, Clavey, Clavey. And I'm your host today, Lieutenant Commander Rebecca Frost. Um, Woo! Yeah. Big, big news week. Uh, Let's start with uh, what I think is probably some really big, important news. It's the Star Wars Empire Magazine News Roundup, everybody. Uh, Empire Magazine is celebrating 25 years of the Star Wars prequels. Uh, It was also announced that um, episode one will be coming back to theaters in May. So see see you guys there. Um, But there's two interviews from this Empire Magazine that... uh, I want to talk about. I also forgot. I also have to do the pictures. So give me just oh. a hot second. <laughs> so many so things. Okay. So Samuel L. Jackson, our friend Samuel L. Jackson, he's in the these baddest movies. mofo in space. He's the baddest mofo in space. Literally has that engraved on his lightsaber hilt. Isn't that insane? Um, so it, Empire interviewed him seemingly via text message. And <laughs> what is that a thing now? <laughs> uh, yes, they said we fired off a few questions about the galaxy far, far away to the man himself, and he responded with a series of brief, emphatic messages. Most notably, <laughs> he had three words to say on Mace Windu's death scene in he's all caps. Not he's not dead. Three <laughs> exclamation points, all caps. <laughs> I've been so, saying that for 25 years. That's that. To be fair, we three three years before his character even died. I was going to say he didn't die in Phantom Menace. (laughs) Well, no, I mean, let's let's look at the facts, right? He got his hands cut off and he got thrown out a window. Luke got his hand cut off and fell down a reactor core. Darth Maul got caught in half. Yeah, and he (laughs) just sat there in a trash pile for twenty years, going, "I'm mad." Made a spider body. Um, Tony Stark made this in a trash pile of course. On the subject of what he would want to do if if, if he would want to do uh, a Mace Windu-centric Disney Plus series, he responded, everything yes. All caps, <laughs> two exclamation points. So that's uh, <laughs> as Robert. much information as we are getting about the Sam Jackson Mace Windu Disney Plus series. Yes, sir. Watch it. Robert might be the only one who was able to read when this interview happened, but when it was first announced that he had been pursuing George Lucas to get a part in episode one, they, they didn't have a part for him yet. And he's like, I'll play anything. I'll play Lando's dad. 
and and he's like, <laughs> and you cannot help but hear this in his voice. Hey, kids, get in the car. The Empire's here. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best um, interview ever. So so hold on a second. So Lee, to, to flip this back to you, yeah. Let's put this in terms of Shadowrun now. So yeah. he's a mate. He's a mage, or at yeah. least he's he's magic centric. Yeah. He now has to get cybernetic hands. So he's essence drained on being able to use the force. Mm. What does this do to his ability? Well, it depends because he's one of the few that straddles the dark side and the light side. So he can draw on mm. either side of the force. And Vader is much less powerful than Anakin, but still terrifyingly powerful. Okay, fair point. And he's, he's yeah, but he 70... was the one. Yeah, but he's he a good 70% no cyborg. I mean, they literally had to handicap him to keep him from taking <laughs> out the galaxy. Point. That is a fair point. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm fairly sure that the whole high ground fricassee burn up on the lava thing uh, was pretty bad and screwed his body up. But I also think that Papa Palpatine showed up and took off a little bit more just to keep oh, things in balance. You think so? I, I wouldn't well, put it past him. I mean, you heard sure. it here first, well, right? Well, speaking <laughs> yeah. of Papa Palpatine, Papa. they also interviewed Ian McDermott in this Empire Magazine 25th prequel, whatever, who's he, what's he magazine. He's still alive? Yeah, yeah he's not, somehow he doesn't look like he doesn't look like that. Huh. He doesn't also, look like the Emperor in real was, life. And he was 35 when he played the Empire uh, Emperor in Return of the Jedi. Like really? that was, yeah, he was very young. Oh, okay. All right. So, uh, as you all know, the last time we saw him was in the Rise of Skywalker, where he came back for one last time. Well, somehow I'm he not lived. dead yet. Uh, oh, sorry, wait a minute. He, rotting reincarnated <laughs> ruler ready to emerge from the shadows and execute his plan once and for all uh palpatine's resurrection was a controversial point for some fans no. uh not <laughs> just luke and vader vanquished the emperor together at the end of the original trilogy but also he hadn't been featured at all in any of the other sequel films uh but to ian mcdermott himself it all makes sense. Uh, he said a lot of people said it was ridiculous. Of course, he was dead at the end of Return of the Jedi. And frankly, I think George thought he'd killed me, too. But J.J. thought it would be a good wait, wait. idea. He said me, not the emperor. <laughs> he's a method actor. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, some people yeah. can't separate themselves from their role. <laughs> David, Prowse, uh, David Prowse literally picked him up and threw him down a shaft. But J.J. thought it would be a good idea, and I wasn't going to argue with him. I felt that Palpatine always had a plan B, probably a plan C, D, E, and F as well. He was an expert in cloning, so... He was not an expert in cloning. He hired experts in cloning. Yes. Yes. He, he, but... used, he used an offshore dummy agency... <laughs> so, named Sifo-Dyas. Wait a by, minute. By pulling the strings across all three Star Wars trilogies, he points out that Palpatine now stands as the ultimate cinematic villain. The thing I'm most pleased about, he said, as you and you know, this only came to a head when they asked me back for Rise of Skywalker, is that every single evil act in all of the Star Wars franchise is either directly or indirectly down to that character. That is total yeah. evil, and that's strangely satisfying as an arc. I do feel fortunate to have been able to do it, and other villains of cinema now have to compete with that um it's also very, this, no. this interview it's so obvious in the prequels because he's he's literally like the serial killer who's getting bored he's playing the world's greatest game of chicken the entire time especially when you get to revenge of the sith where he's just like i double dog dare you not to take anakin with you to confront me that's go true. ahead let your ego consume you yes do it leave the boy behind so this interview also asked a really important question about um, 
the the existence of Ray, who is revealed to be Palpatine's granddaughter, um, and whether or not that's proof of whether the Emperor likes to, you know, get a spurve on. Okay, well, now hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Well, do you want to know what he has to say? Not yet. Um, okay, <laughs> but you can imagine it. I want to clarify slightly, uh, or ask for clarification, I should say. Well, at the end of the last one. Uh, was it, I can't remember, was it revealed that he was, she was a clone of him or a straight up? She's the daughter of a clone. The daughter of a clone. Okay, that's right. We don't even know if she's the daughter of a clone because they do have a flashback where Jodie Comer's character and... That's what they imply. Who is the child of Palpatine, whether it's a clone or an actual flesh and blood child okay so even we don't we don't know they've never clarified it because they're like oh we've got 20 bucks for jody comer how do we get her in here and (laughs) okay uh, i'm sorry what what ian has to say about all of this please don't pursue that line too vigorously but yes he does have sex it's a horrible idea to think of palpatine having sex in any shape or form but then of course of course perhaps he didn't that was a freudian slip on my part uh maybe it's all to do with midi chlorians and don't ask me what those are Uh, (laughs) i think i think i know palpatine bones down no i think the emperor is a very tender lover everything that he forces outwardly he he uh magnifies inwardly on his lover the opposite so he's a very nice he's also the kind of guy who refers to his lover as lover yes lava. exactly my lava. point his lava. lover lava <laughs> come uh, to me lava that was covered in that the gives an entirely of... different but that gives an entirely different context to feel the hate flow through he's, you well ah. he's like no look at it <laughs> look at it from the perspective of um kingpin in the mcu terrible yeah, terrible person but he is tender so lover. tender to uh vanessa, vanessa. you know vanessa. or my or yep think about that way. uh mm-hmm. one last piece of star wars news uh, tony maybe you can speak a little bit more to this there's a mandalorian video game in development over at respawn entertainment yeah uh, it is a first-person Star Wars Mandalorian game. According to sources, the game will see the player take control of a Mandalorian bounty hunter set during the time when the Galactic Empire is dominating across the galaxy. It's your job as a bounty hunter to capture bounties dead or alive for cash rewards. The game will be focused on mobility and style as guiding principles. Uh, does that mean good, Tony? Well, there's a problem with Star Wars games from Respawn. They are a two-edged sword on the one hand they are super fun and uh the the two they've done already the jedi survivor games very fantastically told story really awesome however respawn has a habit uh it is now a habit because it's two games out of two so far technolo from a technical perspective the games do not run well uh-huh. They they have a lot of bugs, and they usually both of them have released in states that are, especially on PC, unacceptable as far as performance goes. No matter how powerful your PC is, they do not run well. They mm. run better on console, but still not great. So the potential for this game to be awesome is definitely there. But Respawn needs to pull their head out of their butts when it comes to uh, Unreal Engine because that's what they used for the last two games. Too First of all, I have a workload on that PC. 
first of all, they need a switch to Unreal Engine 5, which will solve <laughs> obviously tell me about it. some of their problems that Unreal Engine 4 just inherently has. If they do that, I think they have a good shot. Um, but overall, I would say my excitement for this game is a 7.5 out of 10. My, my preposterous space simulator has a, a series of articles where they talk about Unreal Engine and how taxing it would be for a large-scale space sim to actually try to run on Unreal Engine. Yeah, and that's why you don't see hardly any Unreal Engine 4-based open-world games for yeah. that exact reason. Yeah, they yeah. just couldn't handle it. We do have um, a preview of what the gameplay will look like, as you can see here. Uh, nice. This is a first-person perspective <laughs> from inside the Mandalorian helmet. Mm -hmm. uh, as you can see, all Very of your blind res. spots are covered. <laughs> Very low res. Uh, you can only see out of a T shape. See, okay, so that's something I've actually <laughs> wondered about because all of the HUD elements of of visors and things in Star Wars terrible resolution. How do they even see anything when they're trying to shoot at stuff? Everything is just a blob of it's color. Also, it's you know? also um. If you sit in a TIE fighter, um, okay, you'll notice comes... that there is very limited visibility if you are fighting in a TIE fighter. I've been, I've been, pre I've been beating that dead horse for years. <laughs> they completely <laughs> cut off any peripheral vision of a that's, TIE fighter. That's what your radar is for. Oh, you know, it's that's true. Joy. I, Those I couldn't radars. see crap with that on. Just <laughs> See, Lee, that's what I'm talking about. Like... Yeah, but what I'm upset about is that Respawn's just going with the stereotypical cash grab of, oh, it's a Mandalorian bounty hunter. Why don't they take inspiration from the Concord Dawn stories and have a, a Mandalorian farm sim? What are you know? those? Hey, oh, why don't because Concord we ask Dawn, it's all Mandalorian the same farmers. Question: Why don't we ask Disney the same question? We've got a Mandalorian and Grogu movie coming out. Why don't yeah. they take inspiration from literally anywhere else? Well, because maybe they can do Lone Wolf and Cub for real. But Ooh. imagine this view, but you're looking at like uh, you're looking at uh, Bantha Bantha babies while they're out frolicking in the farm. I don't know this person. This <laughs> thing on the left here. That we're looking at on, on the mm -hmm. visor that just looks like a person touring a movie set that doesn't right. even look like they belong in star wars what's we'll going never, on here we'll, we'll know uh in a year or two probably <laughs> when this game is released. if it's if it's from phantom menace it's uh ewan mcgregor's whiskey supplier because <laughs> oh. he's, he's been sober since but phantom menace he's notorious for partying mm -hmm. too long well did you see him Abuga. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's enough. That's enough Star Wars. Uh, the Super Bowl was last Sunday, and there were a lot of trailers that came out during the Super Bowl. Um, some of those trailers included A Quiet Place Day 1, Despicable Me 4, The Fall Guy, Kung Fu Panda 4, Deadpool Wolverine, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, Wicked, Twisters, If, Monkey Man, and Inside Out 2. Um, if you join us in the after party where Patreon exclusive after party, we're going to be doing some trailer reacts to some of these trailers that came out, probably most notably uh, the Deadpool and Wolverine trailer. Did you guys watch any of these trailers? I tried to wait for our reacts, but okay, I couldn't. Okay, I couldn't. Okay. I had to watch the Deadpool and Wolverine. Trust yeah. me, my enthusiasm is going to be the same. <clears throat> I think yeah. that I only saw the Wicked one. I, I saw the Wicked one as well, and it looks, I mean, they. I'm not a I don't have any game. I, I don't have any uh, stake in that game, but it looks good. The Wicked one. Uh, I think. The thing about the Wicked movie, an interesting choice that they're making because uh, they're splitting it up into two movies. Oh. So, and if you have, if you know anything about Wicked the musical, it kind of falls apart in the second act. So, uh, interesting choice to make a whole second movie. 
Well, about the like back all, half where it all falls apart. Like um, quality wise, wicked, the, wicked too, wicked harder. The, the <laughs> wicked half, harder. Wicked. The second half of wicked is not good. Like quality wise, it falls apart. Uh, that's what people are saying. The story, the story falls apart a little bit in the second half. I mean, the build up and everything in the first half, solid. Second half, you're kind of like, okay, it's kind of like this is where we're piecing it together to tie it into the Wizard of Oz, and they're making sure that you know that all of these threads are from the same skein. Oh. You're like, oh, okay, all thank right. you. Something fun to know: um, the Despicable Me Four trailer poked fun at AI, which uh, Good. was nice to see coming from an animation studio it was kind of nice to see an animation studio say hey ai this thing (sighs) our idiot minions make it how do you like them apples (laughs) i would Um, actually like to see a book faithful wizard of oz movie because we got oh no like the tin woodsman goes axe happy at at least half a dozen times in that book well the shoes are silver yeah. First yeah. of all, but there were reasons for that in the movie for them being red. That right. Was well, yeah, because to it was technicolor. Yeah. 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 Um. But speaking of Deadpool and Wolverine, uh, according to Disney, this two and a half minute oh. teaser for Deadpool and Wolverine has become the most watched movie trailer of all time after it reached 365 million views in just 24 hours. The previous record holder, Spider-Man No Way Home, set a previous record with 30, 355 million views in August of 2021. But it has now been knocked out of the park, uh, knocked out of the top spot by an R-rated movie with a trailer that makes a joke about pegging. Yep. <laughs> it sure does. <laughs> uh, we will be able to see this movie July 26th of this year. Um what 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 do you guys what do you guys think about that? I'm, huh? I'm all in on that trailer. I, I, I just have, absolutely loved it. <laughs> I'm I'm I got excited when I saw the TVA bit because I love it when you tie things together. But mm-hmm. I'm going in with really limited expectations because the second movie, I I I enjoyed the first movie, but I had the misfortune of having read the original script before it came out. And since they couldn't use all the Amy Winehouse jokes because she was already dead, I felt greatly cheated. So I went into the second movie not having any expectations and found myself really happy with the second movie. So that's just my my rule going forward with actually all Marvel movies anymore is no expectations and I tend to enjoy myself because... It'll be really interesting to see what people have to say because the appearance of the TVA sparked some conversation about whether or not you need to have watched two seasons of a Disney Plus show before you going should. to see this movie. Say, I'm just wondering, I'm just wondering if we're going to see the same kind of discourse that we saw for the Marvels where you also, ha- maybe air quotes, had to have watched two Only seasons of a Disney Plus show. Oh, what not was the Ms. Marvel and WandaVision. Seasons? Oh, WandaVision. Oh, yeah. Instagram yeah. Vision. And Secret, well, the problem with Secret Invasion is Secret Invasion was supposed to come out after this movie. <laughs> well, the problem with Secret Invasion was Secret Invasion. As a Nick Fury I was, fan, I was like, yeah, I will there's a lot of. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I was about five episodes in and just going, no, he deserves so much more than this. So much yeah. more. But Deadpool and Wolverine will be the only Marvel movie that we get this year. So. Uh, and Egg makes a great point. No, yeah, it's just doesn't star Brie Larson, well, so people won't make the same complaints. I'm, I'm watching. I'm watching the same thing go on with Mr. and Mrs. Smith right now. There's a certain type of neckbeard that hates Daniel Glover. Uh, could be racism. Donald. Could be 
Donald Glover. It could be uh, the This Is America video uh, pissing off the, the flag wavers. It could be any number of things that have caused people. He's, his show is being review bombed so oh, horribly lames. on Amazon of all places. And I'm like, you know, in the laugh emojis anytime they try to promote it. It's the same thing with the Marvels or uh, She-Hulk, which I enjoyed the hell out of She-Hulk. Uh, yeah. You know, um, the fact that they made fun of so many of the D-list villains in She-Hulk is the best. And yet... I saw a thing this morning claiming that, uh, you know, supposedly Deadpool 3 is going to erase the weak shows like She-Hulk from the series. Like, all you have to do is make shit up and you're going to get clicks uh, because, pe because people hate women. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, it's so it's so so cool. Speaking of X Men and the woke agenda, uh, we also got a trailer oh, for X Men '97 this week. Yes, um, Disney anim Marvel Animation, excuse me, um, is bringing back the X Men show that uh, a lot of people know and love. Not me, I never watched it. They're bringing um, Xy back. <laughs> they're yeah. bringing Xy back. Um, this is a, an all new series that will feature 10 episodes and it will start streaming on March 20th, which is so soon, you guys. So, you never watched the original, like the X Men cartoon, or no. have not seen it? In I think you should mm -hmm. uh, give it a shot. It's, yeah. uh, no, it's, it's, I did, it's see, I did see this trailer. This trailer did put the love of my life, Scott Summers, <laughs> front and center. In front and center. I did, so not that, lives. I did not know you were a Scott Summers fan. I'm such I, a, same here. So, I, I mean, I'd, Summers yeah, fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But can we talk uh, about the can we talk about the other thing in that well two other things in that trailer? Yeah. About how they made Rogue's butt flat. I was like, about to wait, bring that no, up. No, I, I wasn't I going well. They well, actually, totally removed her booty. Let's let's actually kind of opposite direction. Jean's pregnant. It's like it's not Jean. Yeah. It's not Jean. You don't think that's Jean? You think it's Madeline? It's Madeline. Oh. Who's Madeline? Madeline Pryor is a, uh, a woman that Scott Summers finds at a ship on a fishing boat in Alaska and looks so much like Gene. He falls in not love true. with her and they get married. Oh, God. I'm going to be that guy. Do it. Was it not Never a mind. fishing boat? <laughs> no, no. I was 10. I don't was, remember. It was, it was a Lee, rowboat. Lee, Lee Forrester was the captain that you're thinking of. She was blonde. Okay. Okay. Madeline, yeah. um, after. Was she a well, bartender, was she a bartender or a waitress at a bar? No, after no. the brood had captured the X-Men and turned Carol into binary, X-Men come back to Earth. Uh, the Starjammers bring the X-Men back to Earth. Mm -hmm. The leader of the Starjammers being Scott's father. He's like, yeah. so do you want to meet your grandparents? He's like, I got grandparents. He's like, yeah, <laughs> they live in Alaska. So they fly okay. up to Alaska. They get to the airport um, to fly to wherever his parents are. And Madeline is the pilot of that plane who looks like the spitting image of Jean right. Grey because she kind of is Jean Grey, but not. Yeah. What do you and mean she kind of is Jean Grey? Oh, we don't want to uh, yeah, get that's, spoilery with that's it. That's weird. Uh, let's just yeah. say that any other writer than Chris Claremont could have done that in two issues. I learned <laughs> about Professor Xavier's twin that he killed yeah. in the room, but that somehow Cassandra. survived. Yeah. yeah. Thank hmm. you, Grant Morrison. <laughs> and frank and frank quietly who somehow managed to make a uh a, a, an evil female twin of of uh charles xavier look exactly as twisted as you would want her to be yeah but she was, was creepy evil. Looking. oh she yeah she was so evil and she could but she was she made a great x villain i mean to be mm -hmm. honest she was mm -hmm. yeah she was fantastic everything that well you know what 
she really wasn't that far removed from Charles, if you think about it. Look at all the stuff that he did leading up the House of X. You're just kind of like, where have I seen this? Oh, my well, God, at, I know where. Look so, at his power, his power dampening on Jean Grey. I mean, uh, but let's let's get to Rogue's butt real quick. <laughs> yes. I need, I need to educate you children of the Internet on what keyframe animation is. And so keyframe animation is when, uh, like, every 8th or 12th frame in animation is done by somebody who is not being paid pennies on the hour to do the animation. The fill-in animation between the keyframes tends to be done overseas by people who are being paid sweatshop labor to do it. So if you find an image that looks really nicely rendered, uh, i.e. Rogue's butt, in that scene, that's keyframe animation. And then the picture they show of her not having a booty is fill-in animation and most likely digital. So you're comparing really well rendered animation that's honk one out of maybe maybe honk i'm just saying this is mm. the stupidest <laughs> argument in the world because you're taking la, a la, good well. song x-men 97 is woke i like terry now. more than you rebecca i'm out of here <laughs> what trying, i have to say to tell me don't, 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 the queer representation in media is good i don't know about that you guys so I'm what sorry you're telling I tried me, to educate people on keyframe animation what you're telling me is i'm a big fan of keyframe animation is, and I lie. love a woman yeah. with a big keyframe animation. I like good keyframe animation. Wrong are, you, are you a boob or a keyframe animation guy? I like a well-turned ankle, but only if it's a colored. well-turned ankle. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Show me them gams. Okay, yeah. let's move on to some housekeeping. Lee needs your money so he can buy more keyframe animation. Um, <laughs> yes, I keep, Lee... I keep it in mahogany frames. <laughs> Lee, um, you sound great. You're super animated. I'm so glad that you're able to be back on the show. Your but... voice is sounding really strong. Strong, yeah, man. it's good. It's 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 all thanks to a high protein dietary regimen. And oh, you guys want to see the tube sticking out of my body? Yeah, uh, show us. Are we gonna get? <laughs> are we gonna get deep? <laughs> maybe, wait, wait, is this a trick question? <laughs> that might be after after party uh, content right there. Yeah, that's yeah. NSFW stuff. Um, yeah. So I have this thing I have to do every two weeks where I go in and get a CT scan, and they say, nope, that tube needs to stay another two weeks. There's there's another level above NSFW. It's NSFL, not safe for life. And yeah. that I think that might qualify. Um so Lee still has you still you have another surgery coming up? Yes. That's Yeah, so I have to have uh I have to have my gallbladder taken out. Aye, but aye. the the funny part is is it should have come out in late October, early November, but because um because I'll, I'll only be graphic for a second here. Basically, a gallstone got lodged in my pancreas, and my pancreas flooded my entire abdominal cavity with uh, acid and caused thrombosis of all my major organs. So um, they had to literally cut me open from my rib cage to my navel Stem to keep me open so that my <laughs> organs did not fail. So because of that, they could not take my gallbladder out. So I have this ticking time bomb in my abdomen that is basically one rich meal. Don't eat rich meals, kids. Uh, I'm one rich meal away from having this happen all over again. Yeesh. But because Oy. of the abdominal swelling, they can't go in and get it until April. But because they had to cut me open the way they did, they can't do the su super simple going through the belly button to get out the thing. Oh. So they have to, 
I don't know. I think they're going in through my ear. I uh, every time they start talking, I start crying, and that's just how it goes. So yeah. when I well, talk to doctors, I usually don't like to know what they're going to do. No. Just tell me what the result is and where I have to be. Don't go to doctors. Oh, there's doctors. Don't go to doctors. No, 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 no. Please go to doctors. Keep yourselves yeah. well. Thank no, you, I mean Rob. I'm only here because of doctors, right? If, yeah. If we had not gone in the day that we went in, I would not be on this planet right now. So that's just where we're at. But yeah, I, I've got one thing sticking out of my body from the surgery. That'll come out eventually. I'm able to walk now. Uh, five weeks ago, I was still on a walker. Like I couldn't walk more than 2,000 steps without being exhausted and taking a three-hour nap. So recovery's going well. I just have one more surgery. And as long as I then treat myself respectfully, dietarily, and exercise-wise, I should live a long, happy life. I would whisper. Yeah. So, so Lee, now that you mentioned this, I, I'm realizing that we talked last week on the Space Show show about a potential costume pair. Yeah. I, I just realized that we now have another one that we can do with you as Professor X. We just get you a wheelchair and me as Bishop. Oh, that would be cool. <laughs> that would so, be so please, great. yeah, if you're watching at home, um, Lee's Venmo is up. Obli Juan Cade Novi. Please donate to his ex Professor X cosplay. And uh, we'll get going on that. Um, also, we have a Patreon, geekshowgotthiscovered.com, where you can get such fun things as access to our after party, where today we're going to be talking about spoiler reacts, but also uh, start we talk about Star Trek and food over there. Uh, you also get early access to the Space Show show. We are um, the next episode that's coming out uh, this week is the finale of season two. And so if you are a Patreon on our Patreon, um, you can get that on Tuesday as opposed to Thursday, like everybody else. Uh, you know, and then some other stuff. Some sometimes <laughs> some Carrie <other> <laughs> sometimes <laughs> Carrie will show off his toys. Um so go there. And then we also have the store. I know we've been threatening you guys forever that we're taking this shirt away, but uh we still have it. So get it. Um, we've had a few people say that they would love to get geek show flags for their trucks that they, and they live in Utah County as well. Oh, uh, can't wait to see it. <laughs> and then, you know, we got lanyards. We've got the Lee George Cade original poster. We've got the hoodie. We've got the hat. We've got just so much fun stuff going on. So as much of a stickler as I am for grammar and, and, uh, proper diction, I just realized why are we calling it the geek show store? Not the Geek Show Stow. I like the geek, it. The Geek Stow. Geek Show. I'm just stow. wondering. Just wondering. I mean, we from can, henceforth we can it shall be known as the Geek Show Stow. Uh, that we yeah, yes. Um, <laughs> notice, <laughs> and notice, I'm doing this while Carrie is not here because I want to get immediately just like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, let's get back to the news and let's talk about some casting news. Are mm. you guys ready to talk about some casting news? As long as it's Adam Webb too. Yeah, as Maybe. long as it's Dakota Johnson's there, I'm in. It's Anya Taylor Joy in Dune Two. What the the, the, the cat's out of the AMC Dune bucket uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> at the 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 premiere of Wait Dune Two or Twoon as I'm calling it. Hmm? Are you saying there was a, what's another word for cat? Think about it inside the Dune bucket. Just stop it. Stop Tony. it. Is, is that what anyway. you're saying? <laughs> 
Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Um, oh. Anyway, um, there there have been some online rumors of Anya Taylor Joy being in Dune Two, and those rumors were confirmed when she attended the Dune Two premiere. Um, she was asked about her character, and she says, "You'll just have to see the film." Um, she was asked how it felt to join the Duneverse, and she replied, "This is a dream come true. The books are incredible, but with this cast and with Denis Villeneuve, it doesn't get any better than that." And it's just one of the best movies I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, genuinely, Denis has killed it. Um, Denis himself said that I cannot believe we kept a secret that long. It required so much work to keep that secret. Yeah. Everybody signed with their blood. Um, sorry, I am telling you about it now. I'm not telling you which character she's playing, but just kind of a fun addition to the cast of Dune. Um the reactions for Dune 2, I don't know if you've seen the reactions that have been coming out. Um, people are comparing it to Empire Strikes Back and Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. Like and, it is. And Jaws 3 and 3D. <laughs> people. Get better than that. <laughs> it's going to be cemented as like a generation defining movie, apparently. And actually makes me kind of excited to see it because uh, I didn't care for the first one. So, but I am excited to see the second one. What? It's okay. We all have you different things this. that we like. I did. I don't remember this. I don't she remember you not liking the first one. I didn't she, care. I didn't care. She didn't like the ululating. Oh. I didn't like the space commerce wars. Interesting. So okay. I mean, wow. All right. Because that was the thing that, that Phantom Menace. That was the thing that made me like Dune. That's different. <laughs> so I Phantom Menace is different. Sure. <laughs> I hear he shot the scenes on the um, Harkonnen homeworld in infrared. Oh. oh, and that, that's, that's why it looks so damned weird in Washington. Um, when I see the trailer, I'm like, what? that looks bizarre. Yeah, yeah, it looks spooky. I also just want to take a second to point out Zendaya's outfit from She's the She's trying Dune to be cyborg premiere. and Prince this at the is, same time. This is an archival <laughs> outfit from 1995. Um, oh. <laughs> and she stole Ruth Gator Ginsburg's yeah, her, necklace. Uh, frilly thing. Yeah, if you um, know anything about the fashion industry, Law Roach styled this for her. Law Roach has been, air quotes, in retirement, (laughs) except for people who he likes. (laughs) So there's recently there's been a lot of like Law Roach looks on the red carpets and everyone's like, I thought he was retired. And he's like, no, when Zendaya asks, he'll do whatever for her. Anyway, so you mean Z3PO? Could you imagine if you ah, farted ah. and it just like steamed up your butt cheeks? Oh, I didn't even think about that. That is hilarious. I'm amazed that of all people, you didn't think of that. I know. Yeah, How did I miss me. that? Rebecca, you, great. I mean, you got it right there. <laughs> I'm Thank also you, glad that they well I'm done. glad they found Mordred's armor from Excalibur. <laughs> but nice. also, it's got nice like a very it's got a very um Joan of Arc look. If you remember Zendaya wore a Joan of Arc look to a um Met Ball gala one year. Well, that's to say is thinking about the year Joan of Arc was active, if she had shown up in battle in that, she would have been burned at the stake a lot quicker. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. True. Um anyway, uh some more Marvel news this week. Are you guys ready to talk about more Marvel news? What could it be? It's uh, oh, Madam Web is doing real bad, you guys. Oh, 
that's not casting you. news. <laughs> that's not Marvel. <laughs> it's Marvel. That's Sony. News. It's Marvel Sony adjacent. News. In association with Marvel Studios. Okay, so this week, Valentine's Day, uh, we two movies came out. One Love, the Barb Bob Marley biopic. Barb Marley. Barb yeah. Marley. <laughs> <laughs> Way different musician. And uh, Madam Web. Uh, did you know that a lot of theaters are having Bob Marley screenings at 4:20? Anyway, that's besides the smart. Point. Uh, so both films opened everywhere in North America on Wednesday, and uh, in order to hopefully take advantage of couples wanting to go see movies on Valentine's Day, but also ahead of President's Day weekend, so these two movies have kind of an abnormal long opening weekend. <laughs> and, um, early returns show One Love beating Madame Web with 30 to 35 million dollars and uh the weekend contest will become more clear as you know the weekend progresses today is saturday as of recording um but madam webb is looking to post a six-day gross in the 25 to 27 million dollar range for a movie that cost about 80 million dollars to make wow have i haven't seen it yet i was i've been in vegas this week so i haven't had a chance to see it yet i'm hoping to go see it today but uh i hear it's real bad you guys um mike anderson was telling us that you can actually tell that a lot of the dialogue was was done adr over Mm. the existing and 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 so poorly done too that lines aren't even matching actors mouths at at all see i was gonna go see it to watch the train wreck but if the if the audio doesn't match the lips i can't do it i can't even i can't even (laughs) dub films don't you uh well i give them a pass because that's on that's a a a, uh you know something How how do you know sony's not being ironic here uh, yeah, how do we know Sony's not just like leaning into making horrible, horrible oh, movies? I don't know. I, I just well, I, this just can't get, this I just feels like a this feels like money laundering to me. It really does. I'm ta- <laughs> I'm I've been saying this for months. What are we yeah. talking about? The fact that there's all one big grift. Yeah, no, I mean it's like you think about the other ones that are using like the very blatant. Oh, we're just going to burn the negatives and never show it for a tax write off. This feels like oh, we we need to make sure that we're we're balancing something else off. And the best way to do it is to be like, oh, this cost $80 million. It made nothing. It's a total write-off. It's a loss. Mm, And then you just made $50 million disappear. Well, it's also, I think it's also uh, Sony realizing, you know, uh, with the bad movie universe or the bad spider villain universes that uh, that they're building is we just need to keep the license. We don't care what we throw out there. Yeah. It's just like, just put it out there so we can retain the Spider-Man license and it doesn't revert back to Marvel. It was like Fox throwing out every single tertiary X-Men villain they could during the Brian Singer yep. shit show. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, a lot a lot of people, you know, the the question is asked, why get rid of Coyote versus Acme? Why get rid of Batgirl and yet still this remains? Yeah. It's because well, there's Br- better management over at Sony, it sounds like. And Warner <laughs> Brothers doesn't have to worry about losing the rights to Wiley Coyote, but Sony does have to worry about, I mean, like Bug Hunter said, they burn Batgirl, but this exists. It literally comes down to rights, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when you think about how much money Sony is making by having Spider-Man leased out to Marvel for their movies. Yep. Yeah, well, well, not just that, but I mean, even, even other non-cinematic properties is like think of how much the spider-man games have made for the plate on the playstation and it's oh. you know it's like as long as we've got the spider-man license and that's why you don't have it anywhere else it's like we got spider-man yep mm-hmm. yeah the other stuff is just doesn't matter you know as long as you're yeah. playing with spider-man 
you're going to make but, money. But, yeah, but my whole thing has been how you're going to make a Spider-Man movie without Spider-Man, Madam Web. There you go. Uh, so I know, some, I know some plot beats of this movie. <laughs> Spider-Man's around. Don't worry about it. It's not my, not my Spider-Man. <laughs> He's referred to as uh, the guy in the blue spandex, just like on uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. Ages of yeah. S.H.I.E.L.D., they said the big yep. green fella. Was yep. it uh, Jessica Jones? She's like, oh, the flag waver, the hammer guy. Yeah, like, Well, exactly. the thing that they don't tell you about Madame Web, it is, a, it is a period piece. It takes place in the early 2000s. Oh. Yeah. Except yeah. it's the McGuire era, doesn't it? Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Don't know. Yep. Uh, anyway, that's all the news I have. So uh, if you guys want to wrap up the show, hey, so, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Isn't there one more big story? No. To talk about? I, no, I think apparently so. there's not. <laughs> some sort of some sort of fantastic story. No. Uh, no. The there's fantastic nothing. Four casting yeah. announcements, oh, everybody. There it is. <laughs> Marvel yeah. pulled the biggest dick move of all time and announced the cast of the Fantastic Four on Valentine's Day, the same day that Madame Webb was released. Womp womp. And then for good measure, released the X-Men 97 trailer the next day. Yeah. Um, so the, uh, the casting has been kind of floating around the zeitgeist for a while now, but only today, only on Valentine's Day, was it actually confirmed. Pedro Pascal as your Reed Richards, Vanessa Kirby as your Invisible Woman, Ebon Moss Backrack as the Thing, and Joseph Quinn as the Fire Guy. Um, <laughs> so, uh, who's Joseph Quinn? What have I seen him in before? You will have seen him in Stranger Things. He He's the D&D nerd. The D&D nerd. <laughs> They're, oh, the one, wait, they're all the, D&D nerds. What do you mean? <laughs> the, the he's D &D one of them. Isn't he Eddie in, on the show? He oh, he's Eddie, the, the guy. Hair. Yeah, the, the one that's into the metal, and uh, he plays also, uh, on top I of the trailer. Have, I also don't watch Stranger Things, so I have no idea like who he is. Eddie oh, Munson, okay. thank you uh, in yep, the chat. Yep, I know who he but, is now. Okay. But the single best casting in all of this is, is Cousin. Cousin. Because he, he, is, he is perfect. And the fact that, I mean, one of the defining factors, two defining factors of the thing, big blue eyes, which he and, has, mm -hmm. Jewish. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. the, thing, yes. the thing was one of the earliest established Jewish superheroes. And actually, you know, yeah, representation matters a whole hell of a lot. So uh, this, this is cool. I love this casting. I love the 1960s vibe. I love the fact that you guys told me who's directing, which is perfect because... Matt Shackman is the director. You know him from Always Sunny yeah. in Philadelphia and WandaVision, but... Yeah, yeah. So and, and Herbie sitting there serving coffee, just... I, I love everything We're also, about this. We haven't even mentioned Vanessa Kirby, what I think is absolutely perfect casting. Oh, she's great. Vanessa great. Kirby, she's a killer action star. You yep. have seen her in Hobbs and Shaw, um, Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible, yeah. Um, uh, some other things as well. <laughs> other movies. <laughs> and but can we talk not, about... And she's not 22, which I love. Like, she's mm -hmm. in her mid-30s, so the casting is, you know, not too far removed from uh, Pedro Pascal's age. Cause yeah. When I first saw her, I was like, oh, she's she's a baby. But no, she's she's actually in her mid to late 30s now. So. But can we also talk about something else that, that was very subtly done in, in this picture? Two things. Um, scroll up a little bit, please. So that is Ben Grimm as an astronaut. That's so what you I have thought. a picture of Ben as, mm -hmm. you know, in his human in his form. Human. So that was a great very touch. Reminis very reminiscent of like a Neil Armstrong yep. portrait. Exactly. Yep. The other thing is, 
somebody has gone through and found that issue of Life magazine, which puts it in 1963. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. And, well, and not <clears throat> so this magazine from 1963, but also um, this whole art vibe is very yeah. mid-century. So mid for sure. For sure. I am going to be insufferable because <laughs> I love the mid-60s aesthetic. I cannot oh, yeah. wait to see the clothes. I cannot wait to see the sets. I cannot wait to see how this whole thing is brought visually to my eyes. I am just... Mm. So Not there's only one that, more. but like this logo, too. Yeah. Oh, the Marvel logo. logo. Yeah. Just look at the Marvel logo. That's yeah. that's uh, that's future, not Futurama. Uh, Autotopia. Um, yep. From Autopia. Disneyland. Yeah. So one other thing um, to tie it into, of all things, Doctor Strange. Um, when John Krasinski showed up through the Doctor Doom time portal thing at the Illuminati headquarters, the first thing Strange said to him was, "Didn't you guys chart in the '60s?" Mm-hmm. So there's oh. potential history between some of these characters or at least knowledge thereof. And he could be an early mentor for Hank Pym. He could be so many different things that they could tie in with this. Um, when well, when they first started talking about a Fantastic Four movie, uh, John Hamm was running a script around, not John Hamm, uh, Sam Hamm, the writer of the Tim Burton Batman movie. He had a script mm-hmm. treatment. There were so many other different script treatments running around. And we've been saying since the beginning of Geek Show that it needs to be a period piece set in the 60s. Go ahead and do your time travel and your hijinks and your multiverse stuff afterwards, but start yeah. it in the 60s. And then Peyton Reed came out with a movie called Down With Love in the early 2000s with you and McGregor. Incredible stuff. Incredible stuff. Tony Randall, uh, just a fantastic movie. And I wanted Peyton Reed to do it so bad, but he did Ant-Man. So now, Matt Shackman, this is, it's, it's going to just, Fantastic Four is so kitschy and fun and weird. So do that. And mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be there a hundred times. So how do you think they're going to bring them up to modern Marvel times at the end? Do you think it's going to be uh, maybe uh, they don't maybe quantum realm loss like lost in time there or a time machine malfunction or I think it's, it's going to be a multiverse thing? You think it's going to be so, a multiverse? So Doctor White has kind of like what my theory is that they should do is that we saw Hank and Jan in the '60s uh, working for Shield. I would love for Reed to be Shield adjacent in the mm-hmm, '60s. Mm-hmm. For them to start doing, uh, how about Reed goes after Jan as an experiment to go? She went to the, she shrank too much. We can get her out of the quantum realm, disappear, wind up in entirely different spots in the in the uh, either the quantum realm or even the negative zone. Somewhere else, yeah. And then we also yeah, somewhere else. That... Oh, sorry. Oh, and then just you know have them come out in the present. Um, but one of the things that I would love for them to to also pull off is the first Black Panther sighting in comics was in the Fantastic Four. So have them go back, I mean, have them meet uh, T'Chaka, T'Challa's father, back in that point where he would have been a young, would he have been in his prime, and then have him have to meet Shuri, and Shuri's like, oh, uh, yeah, about my father and my brother. Yeah. You know, bring bring them forward that way. Hell, have Shuri bring them out of the... Out of the quantum realm or the negative oh. zone, for that matter. I, I because, saw, because then, because then you get the opportunity to introduce Vanessa Kirby to Namor, right? Yep. I love that. There's a um, great, there's a great meme of him going. <laughs> there's a, there's also been. This is still rumored, but they've been tossing around Javier Bardem for Galactus. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. And they're and they're also mm. currently on the search for actors for Silver Surfer. 
Yeah, Doug Jones again. Yeah, Doug Jones was great. It's the only good part of that movie. I've seen people pitch Keanu. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, I can surf in space. Whoa, (laughs) you got to start with Doom though. I mean, maybe end maybe end the movie with Galactus, but I think I think Deadpool three is going to be where you get your answer of how they bring him in because the TVA can do. The entire yeah. multiverse. Yeah. That's true. That's mm-hmm. true. Yeah. If they're gonna do, if they're gonna do Keanu Reeves as a Silver Surfer, though, he has to be uh, a result of Johnny Utah. You know that <laughs> that's it has to be I, Johnny I Utah pulled into the Marvel universe. I wouldn't touch that rumor with a thousand foot pole. <laughs> I just want. Um, I would like Seth Rogen as Herbie. Let's get Seth some Seth <laughs> Rogen. I would. I would uh-huh. love that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's the news. Ladies Hang on gentlemen. a second. Isn't Seth Rogen already pipped the troll? Yes. Well, no, that's Patton Oswalt. It was oh, Patton. sorry. No, yeah, it was, was Patton, Patton Oswalt. Oswalt. I get yeah. those comedic white guys all but confused. Also, but also Patton <laughs> Oswalt already in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So yeah, like. That's oh, it's not that's like, true. Yeah. Um, but that's all the news I had today. Ladies and gentlemen, what have we consumed this week? Who would like to go first? I'll go. Excellent. So again, happy Black History Month. Still reading this. I'm about 40 pages out from the end. Still loving this book. Read it. See the movie. Uh, for Lee, issue number two of this oh, series man. is out. Ooh. And I love the fact that, you know, they just have him there with that evil grin going, live. And you know what it means. So, yeah. um, and another comic hit, Black Panther. This is viewing i believe yes and uh this has just been fun it's t'challa has been removed from the throne uh and wakanda is now being run by a parliamentary council he's also been exiled so he's created a new identity living in another city in wakanda but still acting as the black panther everybody's like who is this pretender and very few people know that he's t'challa um he just had a run-in with uh Monet St. Croix from the X-Men and Generation X, which was really fun to see her show up out of an X book. Monet's such an ass. I love her. And she is, she is, I have, Monet grew on me in the, in the uh, 90s when Generation X came out and then you find out it wasn't her, but then it is and long story, but watching her come in and go, who the hell are you? Why you're my father's house? Beat down and (laughs) goes toe to toe with T'Challa and T'Challa's like, oh shit. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no. she, she she came to she came to prominence for me when she was in uh peter david's relaunch of x factor um she, it wasn't the generation x movie for you which was the first x movie actually yeah you know finally I, someone I, recognizes I, it besides me oddly enough missed that but somehow caught david hasselhoff's nick fury wow i did see i missed that one. Oh, yeah. i watched that one too yeah but yeah no um actually i featured m for black history month two days ago so i was just kind of like that's right. I remember watching that, you know, Friday night on the Fox back in the day. Matt Fuhrer. Yeah, I shouldn't have missed Matt it. Fuhrer, I, I, yeah. I'm trying to find it. So I taped that on VHS wow. when it aired, and I probably watched it 12, 15 times growing up just because <laughs> wanna, I was like, you want to hear my cool. you want to hear my hot take though? Yes. Go. I actually think the Hasselhoff Nick Fury was pretty good. That is a hot take. For what it was, it was pretty <laughs> good. What, no, no, no. But I mean, look at I mean again, nineteen I nineties. Mean, Marvel. We had just we, had ju- we just dealt with that terrible Captain America. Movie. I was going to say the two, Captain America two movie terrible was... Captain movies <laughs> right around that time. And and yeah. and you know we were we were happy to have a Hulk on TV at that point. 
and Spiral a Spider-Man. So it's like, just give us whatever you can, please. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. Um, also, movie-wise, uh, watched A Haunting in Venice, which... How was because it? Because it was good. I actually enjoyed I hear, it. Yeah. I hear it's like the best of the bunch. I would say so. I mean, um, that's because the my kids are, ones, are slightly right? strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my kids are strange. So we went from Mission Impossible to Hercule Poirot. Um, we introduced fine. them. To, no, no, it's great. And you know, they watched um, uh, the first Murder on the Orient Express. Which Loved liked. that. Yeah. Which was which was fun. And then they were like, they were trying to figure out who's you know who done it. And they're like, I, I totally didn't see all of these things. We watched uh, Death on the Nile. Eh. Mm-hmm. Is that the Army Hammer one? Army and Hammer, Gal, Gal Gadot, Gadot. Um, and some, and Letitia Wright was in there yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the the cast again was pretty stellar. The the um, thing about that cast is it a bunch of stories like that's when the Army Hammer stuff started coming out, and that's yep. also when like Letitia Wright was kind of like on the verge of getting canceled too. So they yep. totally wiped them like from the marketing. Um, mm. Isn't Russell Brand in there too? He, He's in the. And I didn't one. recognize him at first. I'm just gonna mm-hmm. like. He looks familiar, but I can't place him. And then I saw the credits. I'm like, oh, that guy's all over the place as far as his views. Like from yes, year to year, it's like yeah. left, right, extremist. It's whatever's going to make him popular. At That's the what time. it feels yep. like for yep. sure. Yeah, and and um, he's actually like I I honestly think there's a line from SLC Punk that applies to Russell Brand that if young Russell Brand met older Russell Brand, young Russell Brand would kick older Russell Brand's ass. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Haunting in Venice was. Excuse me. Was awesome. was uh, in yeah, it was engrossing. Um, it was there was a definite air of mystery within the film that you're just kind of like I don't know where this is going, so it keeps you kind of wondering what's going on. And I I do recommend it. Did that has... one come out in theaters or was that straight to streaming? It, it, it came out in theaters. Even, I don't even. He does. Remember. He does horror so well, and I, I think about. Dead again. Dead again. Dead again. Yes, with the scissors and Robin yes. Williams and uh, yes. Emma Thompson and. So good, like one of those amazing 1990s chillers. Uh, his Frankenstein is actually phenomenal because it's a hmm. stage play. It's a stage play. Oh, and uh, it's not it's not a stage play because it's shot on sets. But he shoots it like a stage play, and it's so over the top and melodramatic. And uh, I, I absolutely love it. Like I've watched it a million times. Plus, Janeiro's I mean, the monster is amazing. Plus, you know, and this is also the guy who gave us cinematic Marvel Cinematic Thor, mm-hmm. which so. I loved. Which also, his Hamlet is very good. Um, but yes. Hamlet is phenomenal. Yes, it is. Yeah. And I believe he did what uh, a Much Ado About Nothing in the mid-90s that was phenomenal. Because mm-hmm. uh, yep. Michael Keaton was the dog's body, and I, I loved that. So with, uh, with also Keanu Reeves. Yep. And Denzel. And if, Denzel. If you have yeah. not watched mm-hmm. the, the Much Ado About Nothing with Denzel, with Keanu, with the... Oh, it's stellar. It's a, it's stellar. Well, so stellar well movie. But my recommendation is still going to go back to Dead Again. You need to go see that. You th- fix fix that part of your life because uh, it's it's a phenomenal thriller. Here, here, yeah. And I'm out. All righty. Who would like to go next? I can go. I'm going to be really quick. So uh, for some reason, uh, all I've watched this week is old um, period pieces and one contemporary show. So we're we're going through our Matt Smith era Doctor Who and reminding ourselves of how much freaking fun the pawns are as companions. Like I think hands down my favorite companions of, of modern contemporary who yep. uh, Karen Gillan constantly telling Rory to shut up is just about the greatest <laughs> thing in the world, um, but with love and reverence. Right. Yeah, and then, uh, with love, sure. I'm, I'm actually ahead on my space show show homework. So uh, with next gen, 
the creepiest kid in the world's on episode five of season three. Uh-oh. He's only creepy because of his great big eyes. So Uh-oh. great big watery roomy eyes. And then uh, I, I finally gave up on uh, death and other details uh, about five episodes in. Because, oh, interesting. Yeah. You got Mandy Pantinkin, which makes for a great series of appearances by Mandy Pantinkin <laughs> in a show of assholes that you don't want to watch. Mm. It's okay. like, hi, here's a bunch of rich entitled assholes on a boat and the people they pick on. And oh, Mandy Pantinkin shows up every once in a while and says something funny. Mm. So that's a bummer. All right. That's it for me. Uh, I'll go next. Um, we finished uh, Bodies. I think I talked about that a few weeks ago. The one that's it's based on a comic book. It's on Netflix. And, uh, oh, yeah. yeah it's yeah. that one that's a dead body shows up in like four different times and it's the same body. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. This show has been recommended to me a couple of times. I really liked it. It was, uh, it's, it's really cool. I don't want to say much about like what it's about too much other than the murders and the bodies. Uh, mm-hmm. for fear of spoiling things, but I, I highly recommend it. I thought it was a lot of fun all the way to the end. So cool. that was really good. Um, I think I mentioned this last week, but I wanted to hit on it again. Percy Jackson, I just mentioned it in passing. We finished that last week, and uh, it's the adaptation that the books deserve. Yeah. Um, I, I really enjoyed those books growing up, and this adaptation is very good. Uh, it's on Disney+. Plus. Highly recommend that if... Uh, if you're if you already like Percy Jackson, then you're gonna love this. If you're just curious about what it is and you enjoy Greek mythology, you're gonna love it as well. It's uh, so it, how, it's, how about my kids who are very stuck on the characters on the Disney Plus show don't look the way that they're supposed to look, and my children are very adamant about I'm not gonna watch it because of that. Really? Oh, like like how do you like how do you mean like how, like as because of how they're represented in the books? Um, I think that their thing is with Anna. Beth? Yeah. Anna, so, Anna so the so the thing about Annabeth is, um, when they cast that character for the TV show, she was handpicked by the author. Oh no 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 no! I have no problem with this. You, you've met my come on, Rebecca. You've met. My uh, yeah, I know. Okay, I just didn't know. I didn't know. If, <laughs> I didn't know if they were if no, they, they were aware of the situation. They Get them to give don't it a care. shot. Get them. Don't care. To it's kind of like there's cats in the movie. I'm a dog person. It's that again. Yeah. <sighs> no, it's good. It's really good. Uh. See, just do, just convince yeah. them to watch two episodes, and I, right, think I may just turn it on and just be like, "Deal with it." There you I've go. heard I've heard really good things about it. Yeah, it's you really could show cool. them the movie of uh, when they nine hundred two one owed it and had a bunch of thirty somethings <laughs> playing the kids, which is <laughs> what they've seen, and that's where they're they're yeah, stuck on is. that. Yeah, no. Oh well, yeah. Just tell them that like the show is like actually children. Yeah, the book the book characters are as young as what they are in the show. It's much more age appropriate based on the book. So nice. Um, and then, uh, what was the other thing? Um, oh, we, we watched Simulant on Hulu. It's a movie from last year, I think. It's got an awesome cast. Um, it's got... You watch so many weird Hulu movies. Yeah, my (laughs) wife puts them on our list and she's like, this looks cool. And I'm just like, all right, we'll check it out. (laughs) Um, but it's got, uh, what's his face? Hold on, I'm pulling up. Robbie Amell. Uh, Jordana Brewster and Simu Liu and oh. Sam Shang-Chi, Worthington, Firestorm and uh, Mia. The, whatever her last the, name was the sister from Fast and the Furious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dom's sister, <laughs> Toretto. Um, Tor- Thank yeah. you. And uh, it's about the problem is, is it's just it's telling a story that's been told a lot of times and told better. Mm. If this 
if this movie existed in a vacuum, it'd be a lot of fun, and I think it'd be better. But comparing it to a similar stories that have already done it better, it's hard to hard to recommend. But it's it's not bad. It was all right. You get some sci-fi action in there. That's uh, kind of fun. Um, and then uh, what was the last thing? Oh yeah, I finished Dark Matter, the book. Oh, you did, and you didn't tell me. I I forgot to tell you uh, until today. Jeez yeah, Louise, we're gonna have Tony. to have a conversation about that. Um, because uh, it's, uh, I liked it overall, but um, it's. I feel I feel about the ending for Dark Matter the same way I felt about the ending for Recursion. Like, okay, okay. Uh, I thought the ending was better in Dark Matter than it was in Recursion. I thought it made yeah. more sense. Sure, but sure. Uh, yeah, uh, it's fun though. I mean, it's a it's a the first part of that book. You're like, okay, this sounds like a story that's been told a hundred times, and then. Uh, that's kind of where I was for the first few chapters, but then it gets, it builds on itself and actually turns into something a little more unique and a little more interesting. And I, I ended up quite liking it by the end. So yeah, we've got to do um, a book club. Yeah. Before. We need to re- we need to resurrect book club and we need to Agreed. do maybe like looser recommendations on time frames, maybe or something. I don't know. <laughs> something to get us uh, so that we can all get on the same page. Mm-hmm. And well, that's, uh, that's one of the hardest things about, doing this is we've had quite a few people have been like i've had people reach out saying hey when are you gonna do more painting videos when are you gonna do more book club when are you gonna do more and i was like there's there's only a limited number of hours yeah lee has an excuse well i do have an excuse but i mean even then even if i didn't have that excuse there's only so many hours right you finish your you finish your full-time job you spend your time with your family and you're like cool i've got an hour left i'm gonna work yeah exactly (laughs) and then uh last but not least watch the regular show everyone watch the regular show (laughs) i have never seen it we're in the last oh lee you would love it we're in the second to last season i think right now i and and it's watching it again with my wife as she watches it the first time i've realized that it is one of my comfort shows it's your american dad it is my american dad in adventure time yeah, I was going to say, it's Adventure Time and Regular Show are my two comfort yeah. shows, and I just I could watch them all the time and just enjoy myself. Yeah, regular so I feel show. bad that Johnny Very Quest good. is my my comfort show. <laughs> I love Johnny Quest. Johnny Quest is, which one though? The one from the 90s or the one from the... Uh... Venture Brothers? I, honestly, no, no. Honestly, it's the 67 Johnny Quest, okay. but I will accept, I will accept the late 90s Cartoon Network uh, update. Is that no? Maybe Johnny that's not the one I'm thinking. No, of. no, no. Johnny Quest. It was the one that had. Um, Is that the one where they'd go into virtual reality a lot? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I would ignore thinking. that part of it. That part like was a little the, weird. The, the main part of the cartoon, it fit in with me, and the fact that they finally yeah. got somebody for them, to, you know, Jesse for them to pal around with. Yeah. Great. I liked that show. Um, is that all for you, Tony? I'm done. Sorry. Took forever. Uh, no, you're good. Um, I watched a couple of movies. Um, in my trying to continue the Oscars death race 2024. I watched, finally watched Indiana Jones and the dial of destiny. What a, what a, what a movie, what a culmination, (laughs) what a culmination of everything that late stage capitalism is, you know, it just, it it was so yucky the entire way through. I liked that movie. I I, did too. For the most part. I I liked everything but Aristotle. I, this was just all so very icky to me, and I did not did not care for it at all. And also, why why I love Phoebe Waller Bridge. Do not get me wrong. Why put her in that role? Because I think it's going to be much like uh, crap. Haley Atwell with Mission Impossible. Uh, it's the next generation. I think they're setting her up to take over the whip. Really? 
I think so. I'd watch but that. Like, that was the rumor mill during the publicity cycle for the movie, too. I just, I don't... That that's enough Indiana Jones. I think that's enough. Um, I also I also ate my vegetables and watched Maestro finally. Just whatever, Which, Bradley Cooper. I hope you don't get another Oscar this year. Oh, that uh, one, yeah. But also, um, I other things I consumed. I went to Vegas this week. I finally got to go to Omega Mart at Area Fifteen. And, um, oh yay! It was. It was awesome. I had a blast. Um, my husband and I love like escape rooms and stuff, right? So we did like the story and all of the fun stuff that comes along with the story. Did you get the little <laughs> pass too? Yeah, of course, of course we did. Yeah, no, I mean we didn't we didn't get the pass in Denver and well, regretted it. So we got it. Wait a minute, wait a minute. What pass? There's a little we did fog. Denver. We did Denver, but we didn't yeah. get a pass. There's little QR codes all over the place that you get. Like for an extra three bucks, you get a little thing that unlocks some. Oh, so, so, I don't, so I don't. Well, so the ones that. So there's a couple of different things that you can do. Omega Mart, you can pay a couple of extra dollars and do a scavenger hunt. We did not yeah. do that. Mm -hmm. But we, you go up to an employee and say, I want to be an employee. And they give you a card. And it has a little swirl on it. And you go up to all of the stations throughout the exhibit that have little swirls mm -hmm. on it. And it, there's a. There's a whole story and tasks for you to do like there and it like they, affects your environment and everything. Did they it's, call you? Uh, no, but we used the phones. They kept calling me Oh, oh. In, in Vegas, not in Denver, in Vegas. And so like every fourth or fifth phone, I passed the phone would ring. What? And if anybody but me answered it, they'd be like, give it to the tall, bald guy. What? Oh, that's that's awesome. Awesome. And so i'd be on the phone and they'd be like your next mission is to go over here and so yeah we were just oh that's awesome we yeah. we didn't futz with the phones a whole lot um yeah we futz with them a couple of times but like we did we did like this the story stuff and um we were there for like four ish hours um yeah, had a total blast um and then we also went to the tournament of kings at the excalibur and let me tell you guys, I have never been more hyped in my entire life. <laughs> that I... is saying something for you, Rebecca. You <laughs> the get people hyped. next to us were like, I don't know if they're supposed to be this excited about this because we were <laughs> hooting and hollering. Um, we sat in Ireland's section. Um, I wanted very badly to sit in the dragon section, but my husband is such a boy scout that he couldn't even fathom sitting in the bad guys section. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I didn't play to the last. He seriously, I, and I also didn't realize that the no utensils thing was real. I thought that was a joke in the cable guy, but it's like a real thing. So did you, you get put like the skin on your face, like he did. And you, did no, you but I was not... tearing Cornish game hen with my fingers. <laughs> did you also not realize that the cable guy is a documentary? What? <laughs> <laughs> I watched that movie way too many times when I was younger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, so that's, uh, what I consumed. So, um, Fun. you need Tony, to go, you need to go to, you need to go to Denver now because I know it's the last oh, one, totally. it's the last one on my list. Cause so yeah. oh, it was so interesting. So like the Santa Fe one, very artist focused, which is reflective yeah. of the area. And the Omega Mart is very capitalism focused yeah. again, very mm. reflective of the area that it's in. So very curious to see what Denver has to offer. It's, what it's is both, the Dallas one going to be? I think they I just evolve. Know. They just evolve and yeah. evolve and evolve. And okay. they do they do reflect the local art scene because they they hire artists from the area to do a lot of the exhibitions. Yeah, but Denver was, was a ton of fun. The girls loved it. I mean, we all loved it. 
but Denver yeah, was it, exhausting. Like I remember getting done with that and being okay. I think I walked ten miles. And, wow. But, oh, sorry, uh, Houston. Thank you, shipwrecks. Thank you, yeah. Sean. Yeah, I'm. Ex- I'm. I. I cannot wait uh, for you to see the Denver show. Not that the Vegas show isn't great. It's fantastic. I just wish I'd done them in order of release because Denver. Sure. Denver is there's there's just one area of Denver that's as big as the Vegas show. Yeah, this the Santa Fe one. I like if I had to rank the two that I've been to, it's definitely Santa Fe first and then Vegas. Yeah. I that's my preferred order. Yeah, there's a there's a, a dimensional portal that takes you to another universe, mm, and uh, got it. It is mind boggling. Like got it. You, <laughs> you just sit there going, what? Oh, yeah. God. Um, really quick to catch one thing that uh, egg put up uh 1232 uh different amel it was steven amel who's cast in suits robbie amel was his was on crap is he uploaded upload and in uh the cw universe for about two minutes yeah as a firestorm and yeah i think it's kind of interesting that they cast steven amel in that suit spinoff like considering his recent like outspokenness during the strikes you Especially know considering mean? Robbie's the better actor, as evidenced, <laughs> as well, evidenced by the babysitter movies. Robbie's got Robbie's already got jobs lined up. You know, oh, upload, upload season four and all that. Shot jazz, fired. So, Shot fired. Yeah. He is a better actor, in my opinion, too. It's true. Uh, well, let's uh, let's wrap this up. Games uh, before before yeah before we go to the after party, Tony. What games do you have for us today? Oh man, we got Madison VR. What James James Madison, the president? Madison. I don't know. That's where you go into a Target and you try to get one of those Stanley tumblers, but they're sold out. <laughs> or is it the Madison with a Y? She's looking for Wongers. It's uh Wongers. Not spelled like you think. Um it's let's not see. We got uh Warhammer forty thousand, Chaos Gate, <laughs> Demon Hunter. Warhammer forty thousand. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> I, either either is appropriate (laughs) thank you i thank you tony's favor that's right i appreciate it lurk blurg clobby thank you (laughs) you're welcome uh we got okay so this one's actually one i'm kind of excited for um see there's no k on there boom um (laughs) it's called nightingale and it's you play a a nurse uh no annoying little bird (laughs) it's a uh survival uh crafting survival yeah you're a nurse rpg kind of a game but it's made by a a new studio formed by a bunch of ex bioware devs bunch of nerds more like it yeah exactly (laughs) a bunch of bioware nerds which i love the old bioware games and so i'm looking forward to this one and it is on early access on pc on the 20th and they've made a point to only price it at 30 bucks because what? yeah they know competition is stiff out there and they need to earn your money and um i think it's a genius thing as well because if you get someone that likes it for 30 bucks it's um it's a multiplayer game as well so it's nice. a lot easier to convince your buddies to spend 30 bucks than it is 60 bucks so i yes. think it's i'm 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 kind of excited for that one i might jump in on the early access there we yeah. got uh yes lee no, go on. Oh. Terminator Dark Fate was on PC. Terminator Dark Fate Defiance. I, I don't know anything about it, but it's Terminator, so I'm going to look at it. Um, Myth of Empires, Bandle Tale, a League of Legends story. So it's a League of Legends uh, 
uh, what do you call it, adjacent game that, that takes just, place in their universe. Just bring me more Arcane. I don't care I know. games. Give me, give me Egg, Arcane Season 2. Come on now. Egg has an important update that Baldur's Gate has a kissing update. Yep, it's yep. True. Baldur's Gate has is supposed to make kissing look a lot more natural and better. So I, I have an update on Baldur's Gate 3. I re-rolled my characters and started over, and I still can't get past the Goblin Mines because okay. I'm an idiot. Lee? Lee, listen to me, Lee. <laughs> We're going to play this game together, and I'm going to get you past the goblins. They, they, just, they just beat me up, Tony, and then they tell me okay. I'm dumb. It's like, okay. We're going to do it. I'm ugly. We're going to do it, and you're going to have a blast with this game because... Oh, I'm having fun. I just die, always. <laughs> you're going to have a blast and live. Now, anybody who's played any game with me knows that this is part for the course. I'm just bad at games. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, last but not least, we'll talk about uh, Sons of the Forest, which is the uh, sequel to The Forest, I think. Anyway, um, it got a lot of buzz when it first came out on Early Access. On the 22nd on PC, it's its 1.0 release. So it'll be uh, supposedly less buggy, et cetera, et cetera. I, I have a thing I'd like to plug real quick, if you guys will indulge me. Yeah, what's up? It's a quick plug. So um, once upon a time, way back in ye olden years of Salt Lake City, there was a... Uh, renegade craft fair called craft sabbath that would take place one sunday this. a month and uh rachel and i actually vended there with our grimley's dolls so mm -hmm. we're talking like 14 12 years ago um it's coming back and it's actually being organized and operated by my wife and my youngest child oh, and uh, there are details about this on uh, craft sabbath slc on instagram so if you want to give that a gander if you're looking for not capitalist local crafts because there are craft shows that are just being made for money and this is just a place to highlight local artists and uh cool. and actually see people that are not doing mass manufactured things that they're drop shipping from other countries it's it's local artists doing a local art show which is something we've lost track of uh, a lot of lately so again that's craft sabbath slc on instagram and their first show is coming up i believe in april but i could be i could be wrong because i'm a little whimsical sometimes but uh yeah support your local artists it's the best way to do it they're gonna be doing it at church and state i think quarterly so oh that's a lovely building yeah rad it's awesome um don't uh don't forget to like and like this video subscribe to our channel all of that other youtuber nonsense um Tell us we're pretty yeah please leave just nice lie comments. to me please just lie to and me. uh paint us like your french girls and um <laughs> join us over at on patreon for our after party um we're gonna go potty real quick and then we'll come back and talk about some trailers from the super bowl um Ooh. other other than that um okay bye that that's, that's the all. end. Okay. That's the end. <laughs> <laughs>